0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. It is wonderful to have you with me. Let's get to it. Let me read a quote or two to you, and you tell me who said this. See if you can figure out. What figure in history, what person said this? Here's the first quote. I go the way that providence dictates with the assurance of a sleepwalker. Listen to this other one. I believe today that my conduct is in accordance with the will of the almighty creator. Now I could read other quotes like this, but who said this? Who's talking about doing the will of providence and doing the will of the almighty and who has the assurance that their conduct is in line with the will of the almighty and that they have the assurance and the peace of a sleepwalker who 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 talked like that in history you want to know who this is Adolf Hitler Adolf Hitler said that and by the way he felt the same way about some of the evils that he did for which history has profoundly judged him. Listen to this quote. By defending myself against the Jew, I am fighting for the work of the Lord. Now, we all know where that led, and yet he believed he was doing the work of the Lord. Auschwitz, the work of the Lord. Now, I want you to think about this, and I want you to think about it in light of some things that we're dealing with today. Many people in Germany, in fact, many people elsewhere in the world, were captured by Adolf Hitler, uh, believing that he was a man who wanted to restore Christianity, uh, wanted to do Christian things. Many times you see him making speeches. There are clergy in their vestments on the stage. Um, he had admirers, even within the uh, the denominations, the Christian churches. Why? Because he spoke in terms of faith, because he spoke as a man of faith, and so he was a conservative Christian champion in his day. There's no question about that, and the fact that he was anti-Semitic, for many people, was just icing on the cake. Of course, now we read these words with horror, because he, we see what he what he really meant, what he really meant and what he really believed. We should have seen it at the time. I don't mean us; most of us on this podcast weren't even alive then. But then the world should have seen it at that time. Now, I bring this up because this relates to some things that are going on today. You know that I very much urge all of us to be able to hold two competing thoughts in our head at the same time. I believe in nuanced thinking. I believe, being, I believe in being able to think in terms of shades of gray. It doesn't mean I can't draw moral absolutes. It doesn't mean I don't know absolute right and wrong. But I believe as you approach the world, you can't just think in terms of good, bad, evil, good it doesn't it doesn't work that way. And when you do that, you you have it you might have a tendency to to label something as all good, which is not all good. And so we have to be more nuanced. We have to be, and this is the word I choose to use for this podcast, we have to be wiser. Now, what I'm specifically referring to by using Hitler as my example and the things that he said and the way people responded to him uh, is uh, are the ways that some conservatives in America and around the world are responding to Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, uh, is a man who talks a great deal about his faith. I've already described in this podcast why that is so. He was raised by a Christian mother. Uh, He believes the Ukraine is a font of the Christianity and spirituality that should empower a neo-Russian empire. I've described that in an earlier podcast, and uh, you, you can listen to that when you want to. So he talks about Christianity. He talks about his faith. In fact, he goes further than that. He actually uh, speaks a great deal against gays, against uh, trans people. Uh, He speaks a great deal against perversion and sin. Uh, He he seeks to drive what he considers to be sin, or at least what he's referring to as sin, uh, out of Russia uh LGBTQ people are persecuted in Russia. Uh, sins are penalized. He believes very much in the Russian Orthodox Church, Protestantism. Certainly evangelicals are somewhat uh, opposed in Russia. There are times and there are stories about him uh, helping evangelical leaders and what have you because they generally serve the faith he generally supports. But for the most part, uh, he hammers, quote unquote, perversion. He hammers sexual sin. He hammers what he calls wickedness. Well, this rallies people who don't look at the rest of what he does. In addition, he also goes after European liberalism, theological and political liberalism. He makes speeches all the time. Uh, against liberalism, the weakness of liberalism, secular liberalism, secular European society. He goes after these things. And as a result, he looks to some people in the West uh, like a Christian champion of conservatism. And that's why you have people on Fox News, you have people in this country who have until recently, now they're changing their tune just a little bit, but they have until recently been celebrating Putin as a Christian warrior, countering the liberalism and secularism of Europe, and trying to resurrect uh, a Russian Orthodox version of the faith. And therefore, some of them have even justified his invasion of the Ukraine as an attempt to unify his empire under one faith and one God and one flag and so on. We've heard those phrases before in history, and they nearly all are used by those who are bringing tyranny. The problem is that, is, as I would say, the problem is overly simplistic thinking. Listen, Everybody you know is mixed. Everybody you know has both good and bad in their lives. I adore my wife Beverly. Many of you have met her at our events, and I adore her. She's amazing. Is she perfect? No. Does she have some deformities and warts? Of course. Do I have them? Yes, I have even more. So do you. Nobody is a hundred percent good and or hundred percent evil. So. The problem is that we we engage in overly simplistic thinking. The problem is that we want Vladimir Putin, or at least some people, especially on Fox TV. And I have many friends who are announcers on Fox, and I appear there, as all of you know. So I'm not hammering the network. Don't let's not get again overly simplistic. But many uh, of the announcers on Fox have been supporting Putin for quite some time, and even now have a hard time criticizing him, even though he is bombing hospitals, he is bombing orphanages, he's killing killing civilians to try to bring the Ukraine to its knees. He's got assassination squads hunting for uh, President Zelensky. I could go on and on and on. This invasion, whatever its nobler purposes, if there are any, and I don't know of any, is evil. Whatever he might have intended about faith, I've already described that. Whatever he might have intended for his empire, the invasion of by Russia, Invasion of the Ukraine by Russia is evil. People are being killed. People are being turned into refugees by the millions. Grandmothers are being bombed. Maternity wards are being bombed. Churches are being destroyed. Pastors are being captured and held as POWs. On and on and on. This thing is evil and it should stop and it should be stopped. And just because Vladimir Putin has some some sense of respect for Christianity. And just because of maybe out of that, he has some repugnance for sexual perversion. And just because of uh, uh, maybe he has a deep distaste, as many of us do, for Europe's loss of faith and its secularism and and, its, and even its extreme, in some cases, theological and political liberalism, does not mean that Vladimir Putin is a righteous man. Or a good man. Or anything less than perhaps an evil man. Evil often comes dressed in the clothing of religion. And I speak as a Christian. Often you have to watch those who are quoting scripture and espousing religious platitudes. Because they may very well be using it as cover. And I mean particularly in politics by the way in world affairs. They may very well be using it as cover for their evil. Idi Amin did. Saddam Hussein did, Adolf Hitler did, and Vladimir Putin is. So we've got to be careful, and we've got to be careful also in our own politics. That's what's causing a great deal of damage in our society regarding Donald Trump. I've said this before. Is there good about Donald Trump? Yes, did he do some very good things in office? Yes. Did he do some bad, evil, destructive things in office? Yes. Was there constant chaos in his administration and and people chucked out the door constantly and and ill-advised agendas and foul language and racist language and and and, and pitiful policies? Did he betray the Kurds? Yes. And yet he also did some good things right now. There are those of you listening to me who are ticked off at what I'm saying, because you have a black or white view, a good or white view, a good or bad view, a, a, what I would consider to be a simplistic view of Donald Trump. He's either your hero and you think he's amazing and you want to look like him, dress like him, live like him and have him be president again, or others of you think he's the antichrist. He's evil. He's terrible. And the fact is, we can't function wisely in this world unless we're capable of nuanced thinking, of shades of gray thinking. And I'll say one more time, that doesn't mean that everything in the world is shades of gray. There are absolute evils and there are absolute goods, of course. But Donald Trump is a mixture. Vladimir Putin is a mixture. And we are foolish if we essentially, to use my more Christian phrase, make the sign of the cross, in other words, sanctify, treat as all good, a man who's doing great evil because he does a few things that are good. To, to many of my Kurdish friends, Donald Trump is evil. Why? I've described it before in this podcast. He absolutely betrayed the Kurds. In fact, Ambassador John Bolton quotes in his book, Donald Trump saying, I hate the Kurds. Because they always lose. Think about that. By the way, they often lost because the West betrayed them. So is, is he to be respected? Again, you understand why a Kurd wouldn't be thrilled with with mister mister Trump? I've told you before that one of my dear friends, a Kurdish broadcaster here in Washington, D.C., named Rahim Rashidi, was in a press conference with Donald Trump. And you may remember this, that, that Donald Trump famously trying to call on Rahim Rashidi just said, Mr. Kurd. <laughs> we were, his, his aides later said they literally weren't sure that, that Trump, at that time anyway, knew who the Kurds were. He thought that Kurd was my friend's name because he was Kurdish. Now, I'm not trying to pick on Donald Trump for little, little silly things that he did, although everybody makes mistakes. And the more you're on television, the more those get broadcast. But I am saying that what's causing us problems today is an overly simplistic thinking, especially about leaders who are on the international stage. It's silly to say, is Donald Trump good or bad? It's silly to say, is Vladimir Putin good or bad? It's silly to say, is Saddam Hussein good or bad? There are some good things even Saddam Hussein did. Does that exonerate all the horrible evils that he did? No, he was largely an evil man who brought devastation upon the world. His sons were demons and he needed to go. You have to be able to make moral evaluations. At the same time, if you're going to function in this world, if you divide the world between those who are good and those who are bad in your overly simplistic way of thinking, you won't be ready for the evils. You won't know how to stand guard. You won't know how to draw out the good in a man, especially if you're leading him or her, uh, and and check the, the negatives. That's the way it is when we raise children, isn't it? I've got children, I've got grandchildren. When I was raising my children, I understood their gifts, I understood their good, I understood their nobility, and then I understood the the twist in their souls, the things that might make them lie, or steal cookies, or whatever might be going on, or be lazy, or, or rebel against authorities they needed to submit to. You understand what I'm saying? They were mixed. They're kids. They're human beings. And from a Christian perspective, they're fallen, like we all are. So I urge you strongly in your politics to start being more nuanced, to realize that the issue is not to put everybody on one side of a line and and label that side good and the other side evil. It's simplistic and no one's going to truthfully fit into those pure categories. That way you're then wise about people. You're wise about dealing with them. I adore my friends, love my friends. Do I think they're perfect? No. Do I, do? they ask for my help and I ask for theirs in overcoming deformities of soul and weaknesses? Yes. I know my weaknesses. I know my laziness. I, I, I know my, my failures. And I want help. And I want my friends to know them. And I don't want them to go around saying, oh, Stephen's perfect. He's awesome. Because they'll never help me be better. They'll never guard me. They'll never confront me um, if I'm doing something that's nuts. It's the same on the international scale. We're being overly simplistic. So you've got broadcasters, some of the top broadcasters in this country on Fox News who have a hard time even at this moment saying that Vladimir Putin is engaged in an evil effort and it comes out of some evil that dominates his life. Why? Because he was baptized, because he was raised by a Christian mother, because he makes Hitlerian types of nods in his speeches to Christianity how foolish, how silly, how simplistic. It's the kind of thinking that will lead us into a new dark age. So let's be wise. Let's be nuanced. Let's be able to think in shades of gray. Let's realize that everybody's fallen and some are more fallen on that than others. And we got to be able to call a spade a spade. Vladimir Putin. Whatever respect he might have for Christianity, whatever, however, in small ways, in speaking of European secularism and what have you, he might seem to nod to uh, some of what, what some folks in the West believe. He is a largely evil man, an assassin and a tyrant who is engaged in an evil assault upon the Ukraine. And we've got to be part of battling against that. So change the way you think be free to think in nuance, be free to think in terms of mixtures of good and evil. You'll be wiser, you'll be more effective, you'll be able to coach people better. And as you see yourself this way, you'll be able to lead yourself out of your own, uh, the, the, the lesser angels of your nature and be able to become greater than you are. This is wisdom. This is maturity. This is what smart people do in our very tumultuous generation.